Welcome to the Founders Conversation with Insight Now. You can watch these conversations live on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Ah, uh, hello, hello, hello. Hello. Howdy. Guys, we're we're uh, episode 9. Are you serious? Nine episodes deep. We want to welcome everyone to the Insight Now live stream. Of course, uh, this is on YouTube and Facebook. We're also, I believe we've got a couple of the podcasts up. So anywhere where you download podcasts, you can get the Insight. Now, just just look up Insight Now. You should be able to find just a couple of episodes. I'm doing a little cleanup on those to get them uh, good audio and all that stuff. So um, those are going on but here we are guys nine episodes in how's everybody doing how are you doing mark i'm doing um pretty good we missed um, you last week seriously good to have you back yeah, yeah it's, well it's good to have my friend as well i suppose um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it took uh, me a second <laughs> yeah i noticed that um but you know there's a bit of time delay you know the different time zones oh, yeah sorry. sometimes the revelation doesn't get here quite as quick yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I just I help bring the joy. You know? <laughs> I mean, you can't write a book about who let the joy out with. That's you know, right. That's right. I mean, that's uh, right. Mark yeah. is back, baby. <laughs> this is what yeah, Zach I, says. I miss I miss being with you guys too. You know, it's it's like it's my my week's not complete if I don't you know yeah hang out with you guys. Um. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad to be back. Yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for thanks for having me. Good. Well, we had. we had a fun conversation around language, and um, you know, just trying to define find some things, and that was really good. Uh, how how's your week been, Peter? Really good. Our little guy, or our not the littlest guy yet, but David is uh, turned six yesterday. Uh, so we had a birthday party, and per his request, he got paschetti and meatballs. <laughs> and uh, and he got some <laughs> he got some uh, neat binoculars, and we're gonna go. I'm gonna take him fishing tomorrow. So uh, kind of like a little birthday week here for David. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Zach, Zach's joining in already. Mark is back, baby. baby. Yeah. Backstreet's I, back. All right. Oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. This is a godly podcast. This is a godly live stream, Peter. You don't need to bring the Backstreet Boys into that. All right. Well, um, uh, Mark, it's uh, good to have you back. Zach, thanks for chiming in. We want to encourage you guys to participate in the conversation as we move along, as always. Like, share, subscribe, send out the link. If you uh, have enjoyed this uh, series of live streams, we want to continue to let this influence grow. So make sure that you do your part. Um, if this is benefit, you think this might be beneficial for somebody, send it over to them. You can message this out however you like to do that. So um, with that, I think I think we're going to jump into our, our kind of conversation today. And uh, one of the things that we've been talking about a little bit is this concept of kingdom eras, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, we're, we've entered into 2020. It's a new era of the kingdom mm-hmm. uh, that has been marked by a few really core words around it. Mark, why don't you share some of those bigger core words around 2020 in this decade that's mm-hmm. kind of that that we've kind of talked about a lot. But I feel like we should review as we yep. maybe talk a little bit about transition. Yeah, well. You know, I think one of the 
you know, a word that pretty well sums up a lot of the words that were being said was that this era, you know, it's, it's, it's like there was so much talk in the past about a year. It's the year of this or it's whatever else. But um, one of the significant words was, was the era. So it's this decade mm-hmm. would be the most significant advancement of the kingdom yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that every year it's different. But this is talking about a big, I think that's partly why we've had such a strong opposition um, to this year, why there's yeah. this whole thing that's going on. The other thing, of course, is that we've been living in the Jewish year of pay, which is the mouth, which is about declaration. So 2020 um, is like about vision, seeing, and then pay is the mouth and declaration. It's, I think it's one of, the, mm-hmm. one of the things why there's such a strong... Um, requirement, and I know there's health things, and you could justify and all those sorts of things. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. But the whole prophetic thing of covering your mouth is an opposition. It's a, it's a prophetic opposition to the, to the word. There's, there's some significant words about wealth transfer, uh, which we've been hearing for lots and lots and lots of years. I think we'll actually see it. Um, um, lots of things about doors mm-hmm. and actually double yep. doors, which I think there's a connection into Isaiah 45, Isaiah 45, which is really about Cyrus. Um, and mm-hmm. we've heard lots of words um, uh, about that, but it's really about opening up um, the doors. And I think that that's, that, you know, so there's some pretty big ticket things and there's lots more that have been said and there's lots more uh, things that uh, have been, uh, but you can often tell that the the size of the opposition um, to um, the destiny for that particular point of time, and we've had unprecedented, it's been absolutely unprecedented turmoil in in the world with this whole pandemic thing and some of the sorts of things that go with that. And you can talk for for hours on on that, but it's really – you know, it, it, it in fact has turned the world upside down where it's actually we're supposed to be turning the world upside down just like mm. it did in Acts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Peter, what would you add to that on this, you know, kingdom era and what we're stepping into? Well, one of the things I think that's been highlighted for me is the importance of team, as we've talked about with this group, you know, mm-hmm. and um feel like it's been a real highlight even in our, our local church family. Um, I think recently on here, even we talked about Ephesians 4, 15 and 16, the idea that it's at our connection points. It's the, it's the, um, the joints that supply uh, in the body of Christ. That's and it requires, it requires relationship. And I know personally, a lot of the ways the Lord's uh, moving me is to partner more and more and to partner faster uh, with other individuals and in working things through. And I think that, you know, Mark talked about significant advancement of the kingdom. And I think too often we've tried to do the kingdom on our own. Um, mm. And, you know, you ever you can't read a leadership book without them saying something to the effect of nothing significant is accomplished individually. And um, it requires team. And so I really feel like this is a season where we're going to see team in the leadership of the body of Christ more than ever before. We're going to see team across the body of Christ more than ever before. And I'm excited because what that means is that my needs are going to be supplied more and more by my brothers and sisters in the body of Christ and vice versa. And uh, so that's, I think, a big part of the strategy for this era. So can, so can I just, can I pick that up on that? Mm-hmm. And just, it, it's, 
because this is a this is a really significant one for me. Um, and um, it, it, when when you when you realise, and I think we often have to go back to to understand this is what the nature of God. This is what mm-hmm. this is what heaven looks like. That when we understand that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have always existed in community, in relationship, that mm. God has never been alone. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. know what it means to be alone. He doesn't know what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's what was so devastating about the, the sense that Adam and Eve had. Yep. Um, mm. And that's why they were hiding because they felt so alone. Mm. And that's why loneliness is so devastating because we're mm. not designed for it. Yeah. Yeah. And so therefore what <laughs> what we've tended to do is to we've tended to exalt independentness. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you Americans. Hey, come um, on. Bring hey, it. Holy, but, bring but, it. Holy Spirit is witness to me about this. This is a significant word that America does yep. need to hear because uh, yep. God loves us. Go ahead. Yep. So I understand the history and all those sort of things. But when you promote independentness and independent thing, it's not a kingdom value. Mm-hmm. Right, because right. it's what got the it's what got Lucifer kicked out of heaven, because he started to become independent towards God, and in fact that's why he hates us so much because everything that he wanted and he got kicked out of heaven for we got, mm. right, yeah. and so yeah. the the concept is that we are adopted into a family. And so it's about community and it's about being a, f- a family. And so every area of independentness within us has to go. That's why we, we yeah. looked at Ephesians 4.11 and we look mm-hmm. at the gifts and we say, okay, which one are you? And it's like, <laughs> well, actually, I have traits of this and I have traits of this and this and this. But yeah. that fivefold ministry, when you look at it, we're looking at individuals. Yes, mm-hmm. there are people who are individual, but it's meant to be a five-fold ministry. It's meant to be a team. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be a group of people. And the difficulty is that when you put an independent spirit together with those things <laughs> and it's gifting and it's because, you know, like apostles and prophets by, by very nature have to be tough, strong, mm-hmm. you know, seemingly yep. independent. But in that, you have to learn how to mm-hmm. be interdependent. Mm-hmm. Right, and so community yeah. is yeah. really, really big. You don't understand scripture, you don't mm. understand prophetic words, you don't understand anything that comes from heaven, anything the Father has said, will say, or, or, or you know, you, you just don't understand it if you don't see it through the eyes of relationship mm. and community. Yeah. Yes, that is so good. And and uh, Peter, we talked about this at length um, about unity. Yeah. And that that you know unity is actually humility in community, mm-hmm. right? And you don't have effective fivefold ministry without humility in community. Come on, right? Because That's then so you good. got independent, selfish, prideful people vying for their own power, position, and vision, mm-hmm. versus people willingly, humbly laying it down for one another. Um, so we we as we talk about this concept of of transition now. Because we, we've been in the last era, which we've talked about a, a lot about being a, around this concept of the word of knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Like, like 
God, God opened up the the windows in, in words of knowledge. We've had we've seen amazing breakthroughs of people uh, being healed, uh, prophetically called into their next season through this this amazing application of the gift of the word of knowledge. And we've said for a long time, we we really feel like this is the season for the word of wisdom, mm. right? Mm. This next era is really about mm. wisdom and how that plays out. Um, so we're in this, I think part of the chaos and, and I think the enemy looks for the opportune times, right? So you have an opportune time where uh, we, we recognize that one season's ending and a new season's coming. And that's the opportune time to create mm. confusion, to create a lack of stability, to create a lack of, clarity in the body of christ right because we're in this transition period this is where the devil wants to do the most work the lord gave me a huge revelation just around the transitions that i'm personally going through in my life like oh Mm. this has to be the most guarded season in the spirit because the transition is where the devil sees opportunity yes wow hey look at luke 8 22 real quick mark or chris yeah, you want me to pull it up? Yeah. Okay. Just to just want to show what you're just saying. As you're talking, it hit me. Okay, here it comes. Now it happened on a certain day that Jesus got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. What happens next? Let us cross yeah. over to the other side of the lake. And a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. I'm just on to verse 24 now. Master, master, we're perishing. And he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging water and they ceased and there was a calm. But he said to him, where is your faith? And they said, um, and they marveled the saying to saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. And I just want to highlight, Chris, what you're saying. Jesus said, let us cross over to his disciples. Let us cross over into a new era. Let us cross over into a new territory. Let us take new ground. And to your point, Chris, what happens immediately? Storm. Storm. The storm yep. comes. Totally. And so so what was meant to be a solution and a comfort in the storm, because Jesus has said, let's cross over. Like this, that's where we're going. Hey, we're going to this next place. We're going to this next place. Whoa. Come on, Mark. You see, this is what this is what caused the people to have a problem in the promised land. God said to them, This is the land I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. Right now, and they went in, the 12 of them to check it out. They went in to find 10 of them, find reasons why they couldn't take it. Wow. Two of them believed what God had said and said, This is our land. What we got to do is find a strategy to be able to take this land. You see, what what so what we often don't take as as strong as we should is the more subtle words of community and relationship <laughs> that God says about something. Yes, and because we want to make it more complex, we want to have much more. We want to have all of the details and all of these sorts of things. Listen, Abraham was told, "Get out of your." The your yep. family and your place and go somewhere. I'm going to show move. you. Yeah, mm. just, 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 just move. Mm. And and one of the things I think about this era is, is unlike any other. 
seriously, it's unlike any other. And I know it's already unlike any other because we've never had anything like this pandemic. We've never had anything like it. So it is wow. unlike any other. And the difficulty is that when you try and interpret something that's that's unexplainable, mm-hmm. and you try and to use what we've used over here, it just doesn't work in another era. Come on, it does not work. Well, that's and the this difficulty. Is- yeah, this is the this is the common place that we always tend to get stuck in is we're trying to use an old model, Ooh. old wine, old wine skins for oh. new wine, right? And and we know that what happens? The wine skin bursts. Mm. Right? It won't hold it. It mm, won't yeah. hold it. And so I think the the reason why I think that even the reason why we're having this conversation at all is because of the era it is. Because it's the era of wisdom. So God's actually trying to give us a download of wisdom heading into the transition. Mm. But we are addicted to comfort. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's, it's the whole point about it. It's not a heaven. It's not a, it's not a Holy Spirit comfort. We're yeah. addicted to a, a comfort where we feel okay. Mm. Right? We, we are mm. addicted to knowing mm-hmm. stuff. Because we we've lived in an information age, yeah, right, and so we need information, and we yes. lived in this in the information age. Yeah. But we're not we're not really in an information age. We're in a wisdom age. Yeah. So the wisdom age is the application. But if you're staying back here and say, "Well, I need to know," mm. then you are in direct opposition to Proverbs three, five, and six, which says, mm. "You know, trust in Come the Lord on. with all of your heart. Lean not on your own on. understanding." Yeah. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. So mm. it's what you're acknowledging. And because we're in this pay time, it's very important what mm. comes out of our mouth. It's very important what we're declaring because our words, and I really wish, I wish I'd known this a long time ago and I'm I'm still working on it. I'm not right. I'm there. Yeah. But, but being careful what I say. If believers, if, if Christians knew how powerful their words are, they would stop damaging so many people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because right? they yep. just think it's like a throwaway stuff, you know, throwaway container. Oh, well, I'll get it out there and it's thrown away. It just becomes trash. No, it does something. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it creates, you know. God inhabits the praises of his people. He's attracted by the fragrance. And mm-hmm. we get to choose. Are we attracting heaven or are we attracting hell? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And you, no, and, you cannot, and you cannot change it just because you add a laugh to it or I'm just joking or whatever else it is. Mm. We've actually yeah. released some stuff. And I'm not talking about being serious because, you know, you know, I'm the joy person. <laughs> like, you know, so it's, well, it's think- not... Not about shutting up, but it is about there is a time to shut up. Sorry. No, I I was just going to say I think that you're right on because I I am a verbal processor. So when I'm I'm dealing with something, I want to say it all out loud to hear it, and then I can process it. Because sometimes I'll say it and I'll be like, ah, that's what I just said doesn't quite fit. Mm-hmm. What I actually am meaning, but yeah. I don't, I, I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and so uh, my wife and I had this conversation where she's like, maybe you could just process a little less with me because, uh, because you'll, 
I won't know when you got to the place that you're actually at because mm. I'll I'll say a bunch of stuff and then I'll marinate on what I said and then I'll think about it again and then I'll come back around it and I'll talk about it a little differently and she's all confused. Yeah. Like, wait, I thought you said this or I don't understand, you know, so um, the Lord's actually teaching me how to process that better um, and doing more external processing with the Holy Spirit, mm. right? To actually it's let him be my processor. Every external process, every external process got to have another external processor in their life yeah. so that they can, you know, try and get a word in each ways. But, you know, they, <laughs> they could, no, no, seriously, you, you do yeah. need to have an environment where you can externalize. Right. Yeah. Um, mm. and, yeah. And, and I understand that. It yeah. really is a big thing, right? That it is a year of the mouth. It is, you know, because there are meant to be things that have to be released. There mm, has yep. to be, there's declarations that need to come forward to make, make a way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't finish just because the year changes. There is some very significant things that need to be declared that will make the way for us to be able to step into it. And the uncomfortable thing is we don't fully know what we're embracing. That's why yep. God says he does a mm. new thing. Mm. He yep. does a new thing. He calls it a thing because it's not yet describable. Yep. Mm. Yep. I wanted to just bring up um, Joshua Jans, who said, I think this is even important in your words to yourself as well. Self-talk can be uplifting, but more likely we use it to be harmful to ourselves. Yeah. Can, can I just mention, can I just say on, on that? Like, mm -hmm. um, we were talking about this before, but we, we legitimize some things that we should have nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. So if we understand that the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Yeah. So there should be no partnership, no use of accusation, including accusing yourself. Mm -hmm. and conde mm -hmm. Condemnation, you know, there's self-talk of stuff. You know, I could never do that. I could never, wherever mm -hmm. else. You're accusing yourself. Yeah. Um, and accusation is, and there's no place for it because God never accuses. Mm-hmm. Right, the Holy Spirit nope. never accuses, but the enemy nope. accuses us all the time, and yep. we partner with him, and he doesn't need our help, but we do. We want to want to give him a help, want to give him a help, you know, and all this sort of stuff, and then we accuse other people. We call it judgment, or we call it insight, or we call it something else to try and legitimize it, but you know, we're, we're accusing them of their motives, and we don't even know our own, let alone mm. somebody else's. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. whole point is that we, we've got to learn not to partner with things mm -hmm. that seems other people think it seems to be a good idea, but it's really illegal. Mm -hmm. It is actually illegal to use something of hell in, mm. in a heavenly context. Yep. Mm. It's you know, condemnation. There is now condemnation. There is, it's, it's illegal. It's illegal to operate like an Old Testament prophet in the New Testament and bring judgment. It's, mm -hmm. it's illegal. Well, and, and, and I think what might help with that concept of illegal is that it will not produce the right fruit. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, so, so if you use um, uh, condemnation, it will not produce righteousness. Mm. 
Well, right. It, yeah, it, the it anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness it, of God. Yeah, it will not produce the thing. Like, so for example, I just think about old school church, you know, where you got the little little hellfire brimstone condemnation preaching. And and that's where it's illegal in the kingdom because it doesn't actually produce mm-hmm. the right fruit, right? It doesn't produce kingdom fruit. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris, but I was yeah. trying to be a little bit more tougher and uh-huh. You know, like by saying, yes, it's true. It doesn't produce the right sort of fruit. But what I'm trying to say is actually we're not even meant to touch it. Like we, mm, we, right. we, we can that's clearly right. define things that we shouldn't be doing. And that's, that's, that's true. Yep. Yep. But how about we start to say, okay, we shouldn't do those things that we call sinful or wrong or whatever else. Come and on. It, you know, why don't we start saying, hey, listen, gossip is even worse. Accusation is bad. It's, it's, it's like it's illegal for us to touch it. I can't even touch it. So I did this this week. Hey, we're in the midst of a giant national election here, and it's chaos. Okay. Mm-hmm. We just, everything really? is just chaos. I don't know if you guys experience this in Australia, but here is oh, chaos. No, we don't have it like it. No, it's not chaos. Mm. It's ordered in Australia. Oh, Very right. uh-huh. So, um, yeah, like your lockdown. So, um, yeah, so we, in so, I'm not wearing a mask. See, I know, and you're in home at home by yourself. So the um, the thing that that uh, I did this Don't week. Go there, Chris. It's funny. I won't. I did. Uh, <laughs> I won't. Um, anymore. So I, I pulled up these articles because, you know, people post these, you know, I can't believe this and I can't believe that. And I pulled up four different articles this week that people posted the article and they said, I can't believe whether it was Trump or Biden or whoever did blah, blah, blah. And I would read the article and Mm -hmm. within the article, it would literally say the exact opposite of what was in the headline. Wow. And then I would pull the quote out and I would just say, Hey, by the way, in the article, it actually said the opposite. Wow. (laughs) And people are like, Oh, Oh, like they were like, wow, I can't, I guess I, you know, like, I'm like, all you have to do is read the article, but it's just so it's in plain sight, right? Like there's this, this element where we have so many things yelling at us, I think. And I think it's very easy for us to do this in the spirit as well is to, to get a hunch on something and not, not dig any deeper. Mm. And I think, I think we did a little bit of uh, a conversation about, you know, Last week, key, yeah, yeah uh, about this, but you know, it feels like, it feels like one of the things that we have to be able to do is, is apply wisdom mm-hmm. in this, in this season to every little thing that we're hearing, because oftentimes I will hear something and want to repeat that something to mm-hmm. your point. Point mark. I want to take the headline and put it on Facebook, or I want to I want to take that thing mm. that, that fed that piece in me, and I want to push it forward. And I'm actually missing the entire point. Mm. Don't you don't you feel that the atmosphere um, and and me just as a you know spectator from some distance, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, doesn't it really feel accusational? It all is. Doesn't it, feel, it. doesn't it feel all the reporting? Doesn't it feel all the things that are on? And I don't think it's just the electional thing. I think it's. No. I think there's a no. stronghold 
I think that the enemy mm-hmm. is operating in accusational things. So that when we, and he can only operate because it's empowered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So you know, um, you know, what if, what if every person who was in the kingdom actually just re- withdrew from that and refused to participate in it? You know, yeah. suck the life out, out of it. I mean, you know, yeah. wouldn't that be just an absolutely amazing thing? But we can we can do our part of it by by refusing to have anything that comes our way that has an accusational part of it. You yeah. Know? What's um, difficult? What is what I I will say? Yes, we should do that. And if you're going to be vocal in the kingdom. Right, which is bigger than just I'm vocal about church yeah. stuff. But if you're going to be vocal in politics and education in the seven mountains, if you're going to be vocal in these things, you actually have to do the diligent work to be able to speak clearly and plainly without accusation. Um, you actually have to do some work to be able to do that. Otherwise, you're leaning on somebody else's work, mm. and, and you don't you can't trust whether or not they they're accusing or not. And yeah. I think that that you know in this, I'll just say this. Not, I don't want to get too into the political thing, but but let me just say this. The reason why we have the president that we have is because he was willing to accuse just as hard as, as some people had been accused. And and it actually fed fed some of that that spirit of like, oh, we've got a fighter, you know, from the mm-hmm. right, you know, there's somebody willing to fight for us and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But it was actually just a lot of fighting, but mixed with a lot of accusation. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it, it kind of strokes the independent spirit. Yeah. It, it stokes that, that like comfort of like, Oh, I feel better now because I'd been accused of some things for so long and now someone else is accusing them. And so it like it, the, the comfort, the payoff, um, I think nationally we saw it like a huge, thing where so many people on the right were like, Oh, finally, somebody's fighting for the, this stuff. And, and yet if it's mixed in with the spirit of accusation in the kingdom, we have to make a choice to not participate in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know? Do you think, do you think, um, you know, if you, if you, if you think back um, and see the progression of some of the sorts of things um that you know like for instance uh way way back when we got sms you know and we could yeah. just send a few words yeah um so that we've we've headed more into the sound bite the one word two words three words the twitter the this all these sorts of things um and it's sort of a little bit like there's a conditioning to stay just really surface deep mm-hmm. you know just to just to flow off a word or a few couple of words um and and not to have the infrastructure behind it you yeah. know it's, it's like yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. In, in many Contact. places in many places um you, you, i think that instead of raising um um people who can engage mm. in society that we've 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 we have raised spectators uh, who are very good at just watching and and watching what's going on and just taking whatever's fed Mm. Um, and I think that there's a, a, a real significant, there's a divisiveness that's happening. And that divisive spirit um, is working on the fact is that people are not connecting the dots correctly. Mm. 
or not connecting things. And so there's mm. a disconnect. And there's a disconnect between cause and effect. Yep. And it hasn't just turned up now. It's been there for a long time. You know, there are people, yeah. uh, mm. and particularly if you mix a entitlement and you mix a, um, a victimized thinking, then everybody else is to blame and it's not me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a I had an absolutely beautiful conversation with a friend of mine who's a pastor in um, the Bay Area. Uh, yesterday we talked for about an hour and a half, and um, he's a community organizer, um, African American pastor, and um, and we do not see eye to eye on a lot of things politically. And it's just so beautiful to know that you've got kingdom. Um, foundations based on the love of Christ that allows for there to be um, disagreement and unity mm -hmm. of the spirit. And um, I was just really blessed by that because I think, I think we've, that, that to me was like, Oh, this is kingdom, hmm. right? It wasn't where we sat on our politics. It was how we sat in our politics. Mm -hmm. Like it was really beautiful. It was mm. really beautiful. Um, so it just it just was reminded of that as you were talking, Mark. I think um, I think that we've we've got to look at a little bit more uh, before we close out today. I want to talk a little bit more about this transition, right? This transition because we're, we're moving from one era to another. We've got to be careful. We've got to look at all of the all of the issues you know at hand here. Um, and um, I got a quote yesterday. Um, and I think this will just kind of tie some of this stuff together. I got a quote yesterday from a friend of mine, Dave, a friend of ours, Dave Crone, who um, got this quote from a guy, a minister named Ray Hughes. Uh, and it's defining transition. Hmm. And I think we've, we've touched on a lot of this so far. Um, when old knowings, defining transition, when old knowings, are still alive and whispering their dying breath while the new day is already born, but unable to speak clearly enough to be understood. What makes it difficult is the confusion as to who to listen to yesterday's wisdom or tomorrow's hope. They both have something valuable today. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about the wineskins, you know, we talk yep. about the transition crossing over the boat, how in this, they're in the middle of this thing. We've got this uh, place where there, the enemy loves there to be some, some chaos because we, we know some things, some old things, and yet those old things are dying and God's doing a new thing. So we're moving across the water. We're going in this new direction yeah, and we're in the middle of it. And the old is still valuable and the new is giving us hope. So I, it seems like, it seems like, you know, Mark, you always have your, your statement about doing the same thing over and over again. Yep. Um, but I, I feel like there's something unique about moving from knowledge to wisdom that will require a different thing for uh, from us in this era, a different level of honor for the past season than mm. maybe we've had in the past. Mm. So, can I just comment on um, Zachary's last word oh, here? Yep. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that um, I've observed and I've read about is that really every move of God or every change of era um, 
there's always an offence, or there's the possibility of of offence there. Come on, like the the Pharisees were offended with Jesus, right? So much so that they crucified him. And the reason was that he was he was there to bring people into a new era. You know, people were 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 offended with um, the whole you know move of of the really the charismatic renewal, um, speaking in tongues, you know, mm-hmm. all of those sorts of things. They were offended mm-hmm. with the prophetic. They've been offended with Bethel. They've been offended with. It list goes on and on and on mm-hmm. and on. See, so offense is is always hanging around new things, mm. um, and you and you and offense is always an opportunity in any mm. area in your right. life that you become offended with something. It was um, there as a, 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 a it generated that offense had generated, um, and it became an opportunity, or whether you took the offense, or whether you and and therefore missed. The, at that time, your your destiny. So so mm. it, it's always there for mm. destiny. It's always um, as a doorway which you either go through it and deal with the offense mm. and embrace the destiny, or you get caught up in the offense. It's one of the tricks of the enemy. And so you can tell if you're offended with somebody mm. or something or whatever. Generally speaking, and I mm. know other things can contribute to it. I'm talking in my own life because yeah. you know I, I've, yeah. I've been yeah, offended yeah. plenty of times. Mm-hmm. And I mm. keep doing it. I keep falling for it. Um, and yet mm. I'm, I'm becoming a little wiser to realize that when I get offended, it's like, okay, now why am I getting offended? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, and, yeah. I, I was just going to add with that, that how many people are offended at the church age mm. and offended yep. at the church? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's. You're not going to transition real well into the kingdom no. age that way. No. And, and how do you do community? Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's really hard to, to do kingdom community because the kingdom is a kingdom, right? Yeah. It isn't, it isn't independent and isolated and I just do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, not. I, this, is, this is something that um, I've, I've, I've talked about it. I don't know if I can just, I'll try and explain, you know, um, the, the enemy um, deals in generalistic, generalistic mm-hmm. things. You know, it's like whenever you feel generally, don't, you can't. I don't yeah. know why I'm feeling like this. It's usually something of the enemy. Yeah, um, and that's why you have people saying, "All the people are like this." I'm not going to church anymore. Mm-hmm. Why? Because oh, I got hurt. You know, so I just wiped the church out, and so or I wiped this out, or whatever else it is. They just don't get me. Yeah. It's it's generalistic, whereas the yep. Holy Spirit is always specific, yeah, right. And it's always about okay. And so what we're meant to do is that we can have a problem or an issue with a person, not with the general, mm. because the general is really partnering with um, the enemy strategy rather mm. than uh, have a specific wow. that person hurt me, that person really really wounded me. Mm-hmm. And you so, deal with you deal with that rather than oh I, I'm never going to go to a church again because the church hurt me. No, the church mm-hmm. didn't hurt you. It's the person that person or that group of people hurt you. And 
can I, can we just say that if you keep going from church to church to church and the same type of person keeps hurting you at every single place that you go, it might be time to do some self-reflection and get some help with mm-hmm. some of those areas, maybe mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. Well, well it, it's, 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 it's also why it keeps people in captivity. Mm. Um, and it, it, that's why it's, it works so well. It's a strategy of the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, and and what it does is it doesn't cause you to be able to deal with it because there's who do you deal with? Oh, it's just you know, it's the church. <laughs> Whereas if you actually go back to the person or the group of people, then mm-hmm. it can actually be dealt with. Mm. You know, so so it's a it's something um yeah. Hmm. Go ahead, Peter. I feel like a little something's brewing over here. You guys are yeah. talking about offense. Uh-huh. And you know, Mark, you said you started saying a few years ago, Mark, this idea that offense is the gateway to your destiny. Yeah. You know, the the doorway to your destiny. Of course, you can choose to walk opportunity, you can walk through it or not, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, that makes so much sense to me as I've reflected on it through the years because offense requires pride. Mm-hmm. And so, so if I'm offended, I've got pride. If I choose against that pride, I choose against that offense, I stepped into humility and God's grace is going to flow in my life in a new way that I haven't let it before. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking as you're talking, Mark, about Luke 730, where it says the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized by John the Baptist. There's <laughs> yeah. like this, this they, they're so offended that they won't allow themselves to come into the baptism of repentance that says, Maybe there's a thing or two for me to learn yet here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, maybe there's something new that God's doing here, like you guys are talking about, you know. And so Jesus becomes this rock of stumbling, this stone of offense, you know, however that phrasing is, I always forget. And and instead, they literally, I want, I want to use this phrase again, they literally reject the will of God mm-hmm. for their lives. And so often, we as individuals, we as the church, we as a nation, can reject the will of God because of offense. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's such a crazy thought to think that I could have an offense laid out in front of me and I could choose to walk into the destiny of offense as opposed to walking in to the will of God. Yep. I think we all, we all know a lot of people who have amazing callings on their life and God has amazing destiny. And the yeah. only thing, keeping them out of it is that they're offended. Mm. Can, can I, can I just say this? Well, I'm not going to just say this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> cause then, cause then the show's uh, over. Okay. Then um, the live streams. It's, it really is. It out. really is important with what you partner with. Yeah. So therefore, if, if you, if you have partnered with offense, then you find offense, you mm. see offense, everything's yeah. colored from offense. That's it. You find um, it again too. You find it. You find Kevin, it again. Read what yeah. Kevin just put in there. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, exactly, Kevin. We're on the same page. Kevin. Mm. Kevin said it seems that sometimes for those listening, it seems that sometimes people go in looking for offense because then they can leave and don't have to expose themselves. Wow. But it colors <laughs> things. Offense colors things. But it's the same. It's the same process, or it's the same process as you're mm. It's the, it's, it's the same 
thing and if you partner with grace or you partner with joy or you mm. partner with some of these other yeah. things you keep finding joy if you are mm -hmm. partnering with generosity right. you're finding opportunities to mm. be generous mm. it's the same 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 deal and um and that's why it's important what you're acknowledging again yeah. it comes back to uh, proverbs 3 mm -hmm. 5 and 6 yeah. you know it's not leaning on your own estate and all your ways acknowledge and he will make your path straight so what you acknowledge it directs your path. What mm. you acknowledge, it actually takes you into those sorts of places. And Chris, you're excited. I am because I'm reading a book called The Soul of Shame. Mm. And it is written by uh, uh, professors who... You're not, ashamed, uh, you're not ashamed reading that, are you? <laughs> not at all. Actually, it's beautiful because he talks about... So, it's, a, it's all about um, your neural pathway. And yep. uh, and uh, they've they've done just huge studies on on shame, and it says that the that in the way that our neural pathways works, what we put attention to is like the the engine of the train that drives everything else. Mm -hmm. So what we give our attention to is literally the thing that's going to bring all of your pathways in alignment. All of your neural pathways will come in alignment with what you give attention to. Yep. So we actually are creating railways of thinking patterns mm -hmm. and thought processes as we give attention to certain things. And, you know, he immediately goes to Romans eight, that those who set their minds on the things of the flesh will love the flesh reap corruption. But those who set their minds, um, mm -hmm. minds on the spirit will reap everlasting life. There's just this concept that there's this, this like, Oh yeah. I, if I set my mind in the wrong place, if I'm looking for offense, yeah. guess what? I'm going to find it. And that's the way it's going to be because I'm going to see it ever. It's the same thing. Like you're saying, but, if you go for joy, you go for whatever, but our minds are, are wired that way. Mm. But Jesus really said this is seek and you'll find. Seek and you'll find. Wow. Yeah. Yep. If you, yep. if you're looking, if you're looking for it, you will find it. Yep. Mm. Yep. You know, and it's like, you know, no seeking, no finding. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. So yep. you know, it's 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 like what you, what are you looking for? You know, what do what are you seeking to find? Um, and what, so you know, when we think about the transition, what is it about the last era that needs to be honored? Well, and mm -hmm. and I think I think this is important because I think if uh, one of the things that I I do to keep my heart free from offense is I become grateful for something in a person that I'm offended with. If somebody hurt me or whatever, I got to find something that I'm like, you know what? They're really amazing at that. And I'm going to put my attention on those attributes yeah, on the fact on that they things. love. Yeah. I'm going to think on, I'm going to meditate on those yeah, things that are good. right, that are true, that are, you know, that all those things. So what is it about the old era? Because we want to transition well into this yep. next kingdom era. Mm. I, I right? mean, it, it, that is so right because gratitude keeps us out of arrogance. Mm. Gratitude, right. thanksgiving is a kingdom mm. concept that we, mm. that we have to do too. So whenever you're, whenever you're tracking over into, you know, some other stuff that you don't, that you shouldn't re into an offense or, grumbling and complaining what's the stuff the thing that pulls you out of that is giving thanks it's 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 gratitude and giving thanks and you can, it's such a it's such a underused um, by all of us weapon yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. that we've been yeah. given the weapons of our warfare not carnal that they're mighty fully then strongholds and all that yeah. sort of stuff yeah um, and i i think that that we have 
got to this particular place by all of the sorts of things um, that have come before us. The whole church age, um, you know, the some of the things that have been released in the whole area of uh, the kingdom and bringing heaven to earth and heavenizing earth. Mm-hmm. What we now have got to get on to is getting in and start heavenizing earth. Mm-hmm. Start chasing out hell. Yeah. And and bringing that um you know bringing that into it is is using what God has given us, valuing it, being grateful for it, being thankful for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm so thankful that you know that I, I grew up in a in a church that was so strong on the word. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, Me too. I, I grew up in that. I grew up in that environment, and so you know, I I have a lot of that. But the the same too thing is too is learning to realize that yes what god has said is very very important but what he is saying is Mm -hmm. really important too yeah 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 i think we have to get good at hearing what the lord's saying next without judging what he's not emphasizing right now yeah um and you know i think that that so often that's what causes the like you're saying chris the lack of honor for other things because we hear him speak to one thing but it doesn't mean he's speaking against another thing. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. and so so often there's you know there's like an era where he's speaking to one thing so strongly, yeah. and then he starts to speak to the next thing, and of course that's I guess what we're talking about today, where there's a tension. The new voice is starting to emerge. You can't mm-hmm. totally get it yet, unless maybe you're on the cutting edge. You're hearing glimmers of it, but you can't even put your words to it yet totally. And there's this old voice that's loud and clear, and of course the tension is that some people that are so strong in the old voice might struggle because you, God is moving, you know, the presence is moving, you know, but, but we need to be so careful to not, re, to not forget the fact that God has been building additively the whole time. And so he's saying, honor the previous row of bricks, so to speak, that I've laid in this beautiful structure. Now I'm about to put another layer on top of this, another layer of beautiful gemstones and the mm-hmm. beautiful gemstones, beautiful gemstones. And so I think that that's a, that's a big part of it. I, I wanted to highlight real quick, by the way, Joshua Jan said something that was so insightful. Uh, it really struck me. Not only will you find it if you're offended, not only you'll find what you're, you know, what you're offended about more of it, like we we're talking about, he said, but you've streamlined it as well. And I think it's mm-hmm. almost an answer to the question. We're saying, what is it about this soundbite culture? Offense leads itself to soundbites. It, it like sound, <laughs> sound, like if I become offended, I become sensitized to a certain type of soundbite. And I, I start to look for the thing that it's confirmation bias is probably what it is. But yeah, I start to look for the thing that that feeds that offense, you know, because a brother offended is more unyielding than a walled city. You know, you just keep this thing going. But the wisdom that's from above and see offense works against wisdom. And this mm. is, I think, something that the Lord wants to wants to for us to see that's is that so is that when when the Pharisees and lawyers were offended and they rejected the will of God for the, their lives, then Jesus said, what are the men of this generation like? They're like children and they're they're fussing back and forth with each other, yelling across at each other at the marketplace. In other words, they're they're acting foolishly. And Jesus says this, but wisdom's justified by all her children. What fruit <laughs> does your wisdom produce? And and I think I think that one of the reasons that we could struggle to step into wisdom in this era is if we stay in offense. And yeah, well, offense blinds us to wisdom. When you talk about the kids yelling across the marketplace, I picture I picture people dropping memes on Reddit. You know, it's, it's, like, it's what it is. Yeah. All this talk about all this talk about bites and feeds things. I'm making me hungry. 
Oh man, the marketplace where all the food is. Um, that's so funny. And and you know, one of the things that we talk about is is you know, in the kingdom, the Lord. I think the Lord's operating in sound bites too. Mm. So, so I don't think I don't think. Come on, that, no, no, but why? See, if 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 yeah. our if our judgment is this that God is good, yeah. then we're going to hear those sound bites from heaven. Those beautiful right. pearls. So God always, God always in every culture will, cultures are always changing. They're always transitioning. They're always going to have a little different slang, different language, different. They're, they're always going to be unique unto themselves. And we see this transition happen every 20 years mm-hmm. where like, you know, if, if I start using language from the nineties, people look at me like, I'm like, Oh, you're a little crazy. Why? Because you the mean like the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> That's such a relevant, good example, Peter. Uh, so, so the it was reality when I said it earlier in the call. Was, oh yeah, you can go ahead and call it that. So, <laughs> Pathetic, so, huh? <laughs> so, so I think that part of it is that this culture is a soundbite culture, primarily due to technology. Right? We talked about the the yeah. influence of text messaging and. And yep. uh, now, now we've got 140. Now we can go to 280 characters on Twitter, mm-hmm. which doesn't make it any better. But the reality is that that we see everything, we hear everything in just little bits. You know, I was talking about the CNN articles. You know, like there's all these little things that happen. One of the realities is that God will always speak within the culture that we live in a way that the culture can hear. Mm. So, so we might need to assess instead of being offended that we're in a soundbite culture, we might, might need to say, Holy Spirit, what are the soundbites for the culture? Come on. Oh, absolutely. That's so good. And, you know, I think um, uh, what what we have to learn is how do we, how do we prosper? Mm. How do I thrive mm. in circumstances that are not conducive to thriving? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like you know here, here we have, you know Isaac who who planted a a crop in the middle of a famine, mm-hmm. right? He he knew some secrets. He knew, and we can. There there is just so many. You know, Paul and Silas in a prison in the deepest darkest place of the prison. Okay, they they were prisoners for doing good things. Mm-hmm. Right, and in the middle of that, they said, "Hey, you know, we're not, we're really not prisoners here. Right, this is how we thrive. We're just going to worship and mm-hmm. praise and whatever else, mm-hmm. and and all of that that act, right, released all of these instruments of bondage. Wow, right? mm. because they learned how to, it was like Jesus. Why could he sleep in the in the boat in the middle of the storm? Because he he didn't live in a storm. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in. He was in a storm, but he wasn't under a storm. You know, mm-hmm. like he, he he just knew how to affect the circumstances and affect the situation around it because he was thriving in no matter where he was mm. as a person. And that's mm. the key that we have to learn how to. You know, how do, how do we thrive? How do I thrive as as as? How do I prosper in circumstances mm. that are not conducive to it? Why? Because I've got the thriver. I've got the prosperer in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, really good. 
well for some reason my my amazing camera just decided to stop working you do have uh, a so, good camera it always looks great and now a word from our sponsor sandpoint marketing <laughs> kind of kind of uh, yep still still not looking good i don't know what's going on with that but you can at least see my voice uh in the ring um so it's got a good ring to it <laughs> uh well oh. i'm gonna yeah let's let's kind of close out maybe we can look at a couple of these uh other comments that came through mm -hmm. um you know i think zachary had one here maybe um somebody read that out while i try to fix my camera uh, at this point, when I start to feel a little offense in a church setting, I can usually find where Jesus is just showing me my next addition to favorite things. It's so, you know, so instead of um, the offense becoming the end, it becomes a marker to what is the, what is the next thing, you know. So it, it's, it's really is like it shows mm. up things. Um, you know, and, and if we're looking at it in that particular direction, then we can, it's a telltale sign. It's like, oh, wait a minute, there's an adjustment that I need to be making here. Mm. It doesn't, doesn't mean to say that the person hasn't behaved terribly or wrongly or whatever else it is, but you yeah. can't do anything about that. Yeah, exactly. You, know, exactly. you can do something about you and you can do something about how you see things. Um, and... Um, was there a, was there another one here? Let's see. Well, we need to uh, Kevin Snyder. We need to look for God and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it's 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 like um, uh, we are salt and we are light. You know, and uh, we, we can we can become so used to that sort of thing. But the, that's they're incredible statements that Jesus made about us. No kidding. Because salt. Salt really does affect things. Mm -hmm. It happens to stuff. It happens to water, food. It it happens. It preserves. It 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 does stuff. And light does the same thing to darkness. So that's what we called and meant to be happening to atmospheres, people around about us. We are meant to be happening. We are the head, not the tail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, that's mm -hmm. really that's really good. And, and that really, you know. You, Unless you know that, unless you recognize that, unless you own that, right? It just, it's just a cliche. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right on. Hmm. Yeah, that is really good. That is really good. Um, Kevin says, we need to look for God in everything. That's yep. pretty, pretty straightforward there. I would agree. Um, guys, so I think, I think we're. Tom, What's that? I think it's time to wrap up. Is that what you were going to say? I, I think so. I have no idea what happened with my camera, but I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> you know, it's a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign. We're about to hit exactly an hour on the broadcast. So we just want to thank everybody. Make sure that you like, share, subscribe, hit the bell. If this blessed you, please let us know. If you get any further revelation on this stuff, just hit hit in the chat on the comments um, and uh, we will uh, respond to that. Uh, we may have our times. Uh, we will be putting out notifications. Our times might be moving up a little bit for a few weeks um, while we're dealing with some time changes with daylight savings time. And we're dealing with Australia's weird time zones and, and we're dealing with the East coast nothing and weird, West nothing coast. Weird about our time zones. Nothing weird about our time zones, Chris. I think you, don't you have like three, four different time changes a year? 
No. Just, oh. just like just like you guys, just two a year. Okay. All right. Well, for those of you in Arizona, Hawaii, we, we appreciate the fact that you don't have a time zone change. Okay. Uh, with that, um, any last thoughts, guys? Peter. Peter? Uh, not particularly thankful to be with you guys. Thankful, uh, really thankful for the comments. Just great comments all night tonight. Really mm -hmm. appreciate them. They add a lot to the conversation. So uh, keep it up, guys. It's really a blessing. Uh, I would, I would just say, you know, just um, be, um, be. Well, if you always do what you've always done, mm -hmm. you'll always get what you've always got. And uh, if you want what you've always had, then just keep doing what you've always done. Mm -hmm. If you want, a, if you want a different, then you have to change your thinking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm going to close with the last comment of the day here. And this is Joshua Jans. He says, there are things that I, I see that I may be uncomfortable with in the church because of the filters that were built, built in to be through my upbringing. And I think that's so true for all of us, mm -hmm. right? We all got a history we got to deal with. I could choose to write it off, but I've been trying to have the attitude of God. If you would have that for me too, I want it. Mm. And that's a great place to be. Wow. Amen. Wonderful. Yep. We got to have that. God, if you're saying I'm on it, you know, if that's something you want from me, I'm going to go after it and I'm going to go get it. So that's awesome. All right, okay. guys, we say bless, bless you and have a great day. We're going to um, uh, take off and we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share out any of these episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can go to insightnow.co. Have a great day.